What's up, Dreadheads? I'm John. And I'm Joe. And welcome to another episode of Spread the Dread Podcast. Joe, this week we're actually doing, I believe, our first, our first, the $50 donation tier topic episode. I believe, certainly since it's been kind of like, created and implemented yeah. thing yeah i don't know if someone may have given us like 50 bucks back in the day and we were like oh pick a well, topic i still need to get my slack point. ass on the website and like update shit Absol- i'll get to it <laughs> absolutely but this week we're going to talk about gwen graham and kathy wood the lethal lovers and this topic is coming to all of you dreadheads by one of our ogs casey judkins yes she was awesome enough to put down a $50 donation towards us. Casey, thank you. You've bought merch. You've donated. Yeah. You chat with us. You are an awesome, awesome, I don't even want to say fan. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm like, ah, we're starting to get to that like friend zone, family thing. Yeah. You know, she's gay, so I don't know what she's going to allow me to have <laughs> at this point, you know. It's so it's either I can be insensitive and assume something, or I can be insensitive and not assume something. I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. <laughs> Luckily, I know Casey well enough that right now she's like, yeah, he's he's not lying. But, again, thank you very much. So, yep, that's going to be this episode. Joe, let's roll right into it and let everyone who's joining us for the first time or for the next time Where's the best place to check us out? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. What are they going to find there, Joe? Uh, direct links to the most popular streaming apps, as well as our donation tiers, our merch store, um, and our social media links. Shit, yeah. Absolutely. And don't forget about the merch store. We are coming towards the end, at the end of this month. So I think at this point, we got like right at a week left. The Carl Panzeram, the Let's Panzeram t-shirt. I'm not saying it's gone forever, but yeah, it is coming taking, down yeah. off the store. So if you've been thinking about grabbing that one, now is the time. Because like I said, by the time this uh, goes up, yeah, you got about a week left. What's yeah. going on with that? But Yep, again, make sure you're following us on IG and Facebook. Uh, and if again, if you have a podcast or business or anything of your own and you would like to uh, do some cross-promo swapping with us, feel free to hit us up about that. Uh, Joe, does that cover everything? Yeah, dude, we're getting quicker. We are. <laughs> There's been. Oh, yeah, don't forget, too, if you want to get the free sticker. Oh, the yay. free five-star super spreader spread the dread podcast sticker all you got to do is go to apple or spotify yeah, leave yeah. a five-star review take a screenshot of when you do it and send that along with your mailing address to us on ig facebook or spread the dread podcast at gmail.com and we're going to send you out a couple of free stickers now i can promise you i see our inventory of stickers <laughs> that we have to give away versus the amount of reviews we have on both Apple and Spotify. Y'all, y'all have already done the hard part leaving the fucking review. Man. Like now, now the man has all your money. I wouldn't trust us shit. with their address. They're probably like, I don't want to give them my address. I'm starting to wonder because, like, I'm not naming names, but there's a few people that I know are always liking our posts, <laughs> comment pretty often. Yeah. I would assume are listening to us on one of the two largest... Our dudes out there on fucking YouTube, we have noticed your comments and, like, we've been keeping up with y'all. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but that's somebody else, like, randomly that we talk to as well. 
Yeah, don't mm. forget we have our stuff up on YouTube and BitChute. Certainly, yeah. if you have anything on one of those, we again, there's nothing to really watch yet, but that is going to change very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good way of backing everything up to to a few different sites in case anything or how you know we talk about some screwed up shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're pretty profane. You, you just never fucking know. It takes one weird and content digestion. People have their you know preferred apps, and maybe something works with somebody's device better on YouTube. We don't know how it works, well, but, yeah, but but the, you know. The, Either way, we appreciate it. For nothing but audio, the plays are looking good, so we appreciate everybody doing that. But yeah, if you have a YouTube or BitChute, make sure you're like subscribed to us, following us there, giving thumbs up, dropping comments and stuff like that. But now, all of the housekeeping is out of the way. Casey, again, thank you so much Mm -hmm. for your $50 donation and doing your part to helping spread the dread and be the ultimate dreadhead we are now going to bring to you the story of Gwen Graham and Kathy Wood. Now, they're officially called the Lethal Lovers, but I think we missed the, ch- the triple L. <laughs> the Lethal Lesbian Lovers. Joe, let's get into that right fucking now. So, Joe, like we uh, tend to be ones to do, let's Let's kick it right over to you, and let's do the bios. All right. So we got Gwendolyn Gale Graham, born August 6, 1963. She is a California native who grew up in Tyler, Texas. Um, she was quiet and respectful to her teachers, but she always had a sad look on her face. Now, that's an interesting way to describe a kid. <laughs> right? Always just looked sad. She was Somber. She didn't, she didn't cause problems, but she looked like she had a lot of shit going on. As her teacher, I didn't think it was appropriate to ask, but... You could tell there were problems. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you mean, she was like, she was almost like her face was a warning sign of something for someone. <laughs> Not for me, for someone else, though. For I saw yeah, it. No, no reason to escalate it. So, in later years, she claimed that the sadness is actually because her daddy was, uh, I guess, sexual attention. So, I guess he was already diddling her or making advances or already making her feel uncomfortable, but whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, yeah, even though he denied it and it was also never proven in court, but it was, you know, at least brought up. Right. Well, you know, that that's the whole thing again. And, and you know, it's not the thing that's fun to talk about, obviously, but you know, it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't ever proven or anything like that, but I, Obviously, they, you know, there would there would be a lot to kind of lend it to that. But either way, uh, in 1986, uh, she moved to Michigan and found work as a nurse's aide at the Alpine Manor Nursing Home in a Walker, Michigan. Uh, that's a uh, that's a suburb of Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham uh, Graham's immediate su- uh, superior at Alpine Manor. However, Joe, was 24-year-old Kathy Wood, and I bump it right back to you because we're getting right back to the next bio, Joe. Yes, so Catherine May Wood, born March 7th, 1962, wed as a teenager and actually had ballooned up to 450 pounds when her seven-year marriage broke up, leaving her alone and friendless in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I don't know, like, maybe someone needs to tell Have you ever been to Grand Rapids, Michigan? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, me neither. I wonder if it's like... I wonder if they're to the office. Uh, no, that was Dearborn. I wonder if there's like people around that area that like when we said that, they were like, oh shit, uh, she was... 
she was sad and friendless and in <laughs> Grand Rapids. That sucks. But I don't know. Maybe there's some Grand Rapids dreadheads who, who can uh, straighten us out. Yeah. Well, um, so she was. In, she ended up getting hired at Alpine Manor in July of 1985 and quickly promoted to supervisor of all the nurses' aides. So that's why she was uh, Gwen's, Gwendolyn's uh, superior. superior. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, her social life remained a vacuum until she met Gwen Graham on the job. So what do you think that means when they, when they say it's a vacuum, Joe? Like, um, just no one really knew? Like, it was just really, or, like, was it devoid of life? Like, you I, know, I, I, that's what space made me... Space is a vacuum. It's that's, devoid of life until you get... Near okay, so thank that you. That's actually it. my interpretation of it. It's just like, okay, so she just had this vacuous space around her that nobody really interacted with her. They didn't care to ask her any questions. No. She didn't it try seemed, to really reach out. No, it like was really, completely void of life. That, like <laughs> that really, is a awful way of describing somebody. I that I, like that's really, what it is. That Somebody correct us. Like really we're wrong. Shitty and or vindictive analogy. Oh God! Yeah, that's awful. Apply. Because Nobody said, can yeah, survive within <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. God right. damn it. So, how, however, Joe, uh, Gwen and uh, what Kathy. was it? Kathy, Kathy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Gwen and Kathy. All right. They, they quickly became friends and then lovers in 1986. I was born in 85. Uh, I'm an Aquarius. Uh, we're now living in the age of Aquarius. We weren't there in 86. <laughs> But, you know, 86. These free-loving you know, hippie motherfuckers. God damn it, Aquariuses. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's why, we're, that's why we got that water. This is shit. Anyway, sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about out there. All right, Joe, continue. <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Their ahead, friendship um, actually swiftly crossed the line into a lesbian affair with Kathy um, you know, wood dieting the pounds away and kind of like relishing, like being able to go out to the gay bars and, ha- you know, go out to the parties and all the casual sex. She so it's kind she was new. She was, enjoying, she was, she was former fat kid going skinny and having fun with it, essentially. Well, but also, too, she feel you know, she's, she's fitting in. She's finding this place of acceptance. She's, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe she did have these tendencies all her life, yada, yada. And starting uh, to feel no comfortable. Offense, yeah, but then, but then you actually get to a place where you're, you're free and you have a support system around you where you can actually be yourself exactly yeah. so you know you could i could understand that uh her but but her chief love devotion whatever you want to call it was to graham uh by late 1986 both of them had you know basically pledged their undying love to each other you know no matter what now um gwen had actually kind of brought up the subject of premeditated murder in october of 86 joe Wow. Uh, but Kathy just, you know, just thought she was, you know, fucking dicking around playing or whatever now. But <laughs> here we go. I say, you right. got one. You got one time joking about that where it's like, all right, it's a little, you know, just you got a little funny sense of humor. But I don't know. I, I have a feeling she probably brought it up a lot more than just once prior to doing it. I, I'm just saying. I feel like the only reason we can't be called hypocrites for saying that is because currently no one's been able to pin a body on us. <laughs> we tell, especially me, my whole thing is telling horrible jokes. So it, it yeah. is what it is on that. Uh, so um, during sex, Joe, 
No, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you do this one so I can mop the sweat off my brow. <laughs> oh, Thanks, God. Casey. Uh, yeah, during that. <laughs> oh, my God. During sex, Gwen got a kick from tying Kathy down and choking her or covering her face with a pillow until she trembled on the verge of blacking out. And if Kathy had complaints about the game, she kept them to herself. So, very interesting. So, there's some... BDSM over control and kind of shit popping uh, popping up. I mean, we don't we don't kink shame. Oh no, Good no. God no. Almighty, could you imagine what some of our dreadheads are into? I don't even. I mean, if they want to tell us <laughs> or send us pics, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to pay for your OnlyFans, everybody. No, I promise you, we don't. Uh, God damn it, this screen. Sorry. If, if it's making noise, everyone, I'm trying to tighten up my mic. It's <laughs> Doing some shit, and I don't know. You were better on the side. Was I? (laughs) Yeah. Was it better like this, then? Yeah. Okay, right. Well, then we're back in business, and I apologize (laughs) for not listening to Joe. Um, Anyway, so two years later, they both were facing murder charges for allegedly smothering five elderly patients as part of a, quote, love bond. That's a... I don't think the Crips and Bloods call their a love bond. Do that's they? just weird. Yeah, that's yeah. No, is that a lesbian thing? Like no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's, there, no. had be, there had to have been at least one other penis possessing person oh, out there that was God. like, is that just how like gay girls go about oh, it? I don't God know. God damn it! You're no, absolutely not. And no, I just think. It, it's just a stupid thing to go along with. Like, at what point do you just go, this is really stupid, and just back out? I don't know. Something tells me Michigan would have a, a pretty good or is it amount back, of lesbian this, broads This might have to do, again, like whenever we talk about couples, just like, how do these two people meet? How, yeah. It's like this perfect fucking storm. And maybe that's what it is, really. It, br- it brings up like a lot of like religious questioning in me because yeah i'm just like really out of all the places they they had that these two had to be kind of close to each other yeah um but however before being caught uh, there were no complaints on file for so the job could... either one of them were doing at the, at the clinic or clinics or or, or wherever all places they were applying their craft <laughs> and applying pillows to the faces of oh. old people yeah too i said soon. it too soon no. too soon it's 86 i know um, but, uh, but now both Wood and Graham, uh, earned actually very good, like marks, like they, like the, you know, I guess they would have quarterly or annual reports or whatever. And both of them always got really good reports from their superiors and, and they were well liked by the patients on the board. That's so Now weird. I guess like, I would probably imagine like if just when someone's just like, she didn't bring me my jello on time and they just eyeballed and they're like, oh, it's on bitch. So, like, they're like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, we love them. And they're like, well, why do you love them? And they're just, like, looking around like, <laughs> well, where are they? Because I like them because they're fair. <laughs> and they would never physically hurt me in any way. Now, see, I found this interesting is that the details of the murders actually almost entirely, all the details came from accounts to criminal justice authorities by Kathy Wood herself, um, who ended up getting her murder charges reduced because of a plea agreement if she testified against Graham and Graham's trial for a first-degree murder. So that's pretty interesting. But, however, Woods' accounts... Um, and her self-portrayals, like Graham's little pawn, like she was being manipulated, were later brought into serious question by a journalist, Lowell 
Coffee? Coffee? I don't. I don't know how you pronounce uh, it. Coffee. I think Coffee. Coffee. And that his. Right. Okay. In his nineteen ninety two uh, true crime book, Forever and Five Days. It's crazy because it, it, it's almost like a situation that reminds me of when we were talking about Eileen Warnos. That's a great mm-hmm. past episode. You should go ahead and check it out. We actually have a future killer skit coming up based <laughs> off of that one. We've been working on for a while, but that's going to mm-hmm. be coming real soon. Yeah. Um, but it was the same way with. Uh, oh man, what was her name? Her partner's name. Oh, it was just, it was so trashy. Oh, God. Holy shit. Why can't I think of it? I don't know. I, I, either way, go back and listen to the entire I episode and tell us. Yeah. And leave a five-star review and, and, you know, go to spread the dread podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and do whatever you need to do to get the sticker. But, uh, if, oh, Tyria. Tyria. Oh, there was her name. How white trash is that fucking oh, name? Tyria. Because she, she ended up, you know, basically not getting really anything. And, and gave up yeah. all the shit on Eileen. Yeah. And you have but also, too, but even here, by, kind of. but, well, no, because they even by via phone, they were able to kind of confirm that, you know, she didn't have anything to do with it. Who, Tyria? Yeah. Well, I understand that, but I mean, it's also, again, they're trying to pin somebody on something. And then you got her who they're like, oh, we know you were involved in one way. They gave her at least enough evidence or scared her enough to where she was like, hey, I'm going to cooperate so that I can just walk the fuck away. Yeah, but Same with Tyria, though, here, like, she she really honestly could have just thought she was just turning, like, Warnus was just turning tricks because that's what she was used to her doing. It would have been really easy to have fooled her. Just saying. She doesn't have the name of an honest woman, in my opinion. Oh, no one's ever like, oh, yeah, Tyria. That's a trustworthy name. That's a made-up name. <laughs> it is. Sounds like something off of, like, fucking He-Man or something. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Tyria and She-Ra. Doing their, you know, fucking Grayskull shit. But anyway, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so now, according to Kathy Wood's account, Joe, now this was in very, this is January of 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham entered the room, we're talking about Gwen here, entered the room of a woman who actually had Alzheimer's disease and smothered her with a washcloth, uh, basically while Kathy Wood acted as her lookout. Now, t- to me, all right. Hold Man. on, let me let me get through this. Now the woman was too incapacitated to fight back, uh, and and thus you know she became their first victim. Uh, the woman's death appeared to be natural, so there was no autopsy performed. Uh, Kathy Wood actually said that Gwen uh, murdered the patient to quote relieve her tension, mm. uh, and each one of them felt that the the secret of the murder would prevent the other one. From leaving, thus cementing their bond. So their love was stronger because they both participated in a murder. Now, I want to ask you this, Joe. Yeah, this is some fucked up shit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if this is, you know, if you get, this is nothing to do with sexual orientation at this point. No, I'm not killing anybody for to cement a bond with another human being. Like, fuck off. So let me ask you this, Joe. What's, what's your opinion on the fact of Kathy Wood acting as a lookout? And as far, no, no, I'm asking as far as her, uh, compliance or participation in the murder. Oh, you've, you've, you've completely complied. So, so at that point, I mean, obviously, it, it, she didn't actually do it. She's gonna get a little bit less, but I mean, at that point, are you, I mean, you're looking easily at what, like a twenty to twenty-five year stint. I, I would think so. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I know each state's different. 
Well, they were in Michigan. Yeah, I don't know anything about their laws. Honestly, I just don't know how that law works in general. But yeah, I don't know. Well, but I, I, to me, I think she's guilty. No, I, I'm there with you. You know, because... like of the actual crime. Like to me, I feel that is like first degree. But again, she got to she got to plea deal. So yeah, she, yeah. yeah, she didn't get hit with that. No. Um, now, over the next few months, Gwen Graham murdered four more Alpine Manor patients. Kathy Wood had stated. Right. Again, um, this is her word. Yeah. Many of the victims whose ages ranged from 65 to 97 were incapacitated and suffered from Alzheimer's disease. Kathy Wood testified that the couple turned the selection of victims into a game, uh, first trying to choose their victims by their initials of spell murder. So do you think you think they were going by like first name or last name? It's probably first name. I don't know. It's gonna be really hard to find a U. Like they should have really thought about that. Oh, for a first name or a last name? Oh man. Yeah, I mean, there's. I would say that you're you're actually in a lot better. Uh, like how many Ulysses are find, there? Trying to find a last name starting with U. I could come mm-hmm. up with a few of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, you know, a name with a U that's, that's common. Yeah. Boy, that's not, that's not coming to mind right off the bat for me. No. Um, so, so yeah, I don't, especially for like a woman, I, I, the only thing that's coming Ursula. to mind is Ursula, but that's because I was a fucking Disney kid. <laughs> I know. Up, you know I what I'm know. saying? Well, um, so I guess they were going to probably buy last names to try to get it. But when, um, that became difficult. Uh, so right there it said, uh, they began counting each murder as a day, as in the phrase, I will love you forever in a day. So I lo- they just dropped all pattern at that yeah. point. Yeah. I, fa- I guarantee you, probably what happened is they, they got that you. you. They came, like, M was easy. First yeah. or last name, no matter the, 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 the gender, any of that shit, the ethnicity, you can find someone yeah. with an M first name. That's a popular letter. Yeah. So that's probably, they were just like, oh, this is going to be They easy. probably would skip you at first. It was just like, all right, we got to come back to it. We got to come back to it. When we get a U, we'll, we'll take no, care of R it. R would have been right after that, and that's a pretty common letter, too. So mm-hmm. I think they got the U, and they were like, well, fuck it. Now, we, I love you forever in a day. That's what it means. <laughs> Every time we kill someone, it's another, it's another forever and another day that I'll love you forever in that day. So we have to keep killing them so that our forevers and our days are multiplied so that we love each other forever. And in a day. All right. Uh, moving on. So, a poem by Kathy Wood to Gwen Graham. I know what I said and how I said it and how I meant it, and it was right. Continue. Sure thing, John. And introduced in the <laughs> trial stated, a quote, I love you, Gwen. I think you're great for this afternoon. I cannot wait. That's when I'll wake up, and that's when I'll kiss you. That's when I'll hold you. Oh, Gwen, I miss you. Bunny, hop over here and let me lick you on the ear. I want to get married right now, right away. Don't make me wait till the day when you're mine. Oh, please say you'll be mine forever in five days. Quote, end quote. Ah, five days. Yeah, so five, this po- yeah. yeah. So the this poem indicated that at the time it was written, the lovers had already killed five of their victims. Ooh. Yeah, so interesting. So Kathy Wood also By testified. Way, terrible poem. Yeah. Terrible yeah. poet. Everything about she it at least just tried. Awful. You know what? I she, feel like someone lifted that out of effort. a middle school. No, there is no effort here. This is a. For it's just a for effort. She's awful. trying to be romantic. It is just, it? Uh, 
You Not to you, me. You tell, no, no. You find that note on our sink in the morning, <laughs> and it says exactly that. After says, 16 years, oh, oh, I would Joe. literally wait until the most, I look the most perfect opportunity to embarrass you in front of other people. <laughs> After 16 years, Vita gave me that. Like, I love John. you, Joe. <laughs> I think you're great for this afternoon. <laughs> I cannot wait. That's when I'll wake up. Which is, that's sleeping pretty late, too. That's like not good working hours. That's drug addict hours. And that's when I'll kiss you. And that's when I'll hold you. Oh, Joe. Okay. I miss you. Bunny hop over here, Joe. That's Anyone ever terrible. told you to bunny hop anywhere? Wouldn't you want to throw it punch him? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is a weird I'll bunny call. hop over and throat punch you and leave. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Kathy Wood also testified that Gwen Graham took souvenirs from the victims, keeping them to relive the deaths, Joe. Uh, but, but no such souvenirs were ever discovered. So either she was fabricating stuff, which again, you might kind of feel mm-hmm. like, hey, if she could kind of really spice it up and beef it up it makes her look more or uh, it makes uh, Gwen look more like a monster yeah. makes Kathy look more normal and like she was you know kind of being she's trying <laughs> oh boy she is totally trying yeah. uh, sometimes the sheer excitement of the killing was too much Joe and they would wow. retire immediately to some empty room for sex <laughs> while the memories were fresh I God damn. People are just weird, man. Well, I mean, it's weird. How did these two people, how did, how did the cosmos align and allow these two people to meet? Like, what the fuck? I feel like it should be far less common than what it is. Because I know the couples we've covered and the couples we ain't covered that are on lists and the couples that we don't even know about. You know, just based on a percentage. It shouldn't be happening this much. It'd be a little different if people are meeting on the internet and flying over and shit like that. Like, that they're makes just, sense. But they're you, just crossing but they're paths. They're just like, oh, yeah, you know, I was born on this side of the world and then suddenly my dad lost his job and got a job changing trash bags at this one city and this guy lived right down the street and we got together and started really causing some problems. Yeah, so the lethal lesbian lovers seem to thrive on danger, boasting of their body count to colleagues who dismiss the comments as sick jokes. But now, Joe, by April 1987, the honeymoon was, it was starting to to be over for uh, for Wood and Graham, for for Kathy and Gwen. Uh, Kathy kind of was balking at uh, personally killing anyone to prove her love. So, like, Kathy was, like, all down for Gwen kind of doing it and would Mm -hmm. play lookout and shit like that. But when Gwen was talking about wanting to actually have an example, you know, Mm -hmm. Kathy... You know, splitting the duties, Kathy was kind of like, ah, I don't know about that. Uh, she was shortly rescued when Kathy ended up getting transferred to a different shift. So now uh, they're working together, living together, all this other stuff, but now they're on two separate shifts. So, you know, there's so, a solid... So, yeah, time to divide them up a little bit more. Right. Yeah. And so by that time, Gwen was actually spending a lot of time with one Heather Barriger. Uh, she, uh, she was an, uh, another uh, lesbian female persuasion. I don't know how to say that shit right <laughs> anymore without everybody getting pissed. 
Casey's lesbian. She gave us 50 bucks to do this episode. She knows my fucking heart. You just heart. say fucking another lesbian. It's just a fucking another lesbian. That's all it is. <laughs> all right, well then, fair play. Okay, I guess we'll you know, Who yeah, ultimately yeah. joined her for a trip back home to Texas. Yeah. That's, okay, so now and today, you know, dividing them up via shifts, now we got old girls splitting them up even further because she's getting taken back home and leaving Kathy out in the dust. Oh, yeah. This ain't we good. Got, this is we, drama. Yes. Yes. We got drama brewing. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Yeah, so um, come August 1987, Kathy spilled the story to her former husband, but Ken would st- stalled another 14 months before he called police. I wonder if he was like, I don't fucking know, maybe. I don't know if she's telling the truth. I mean, goddamn, at this point, you know, she goes from an unfulfilled marriage for however many years and shit like that, you know, and then all this stuff's happening. I mean, it's a pretty, probably a pretty big shock for her husband, Ken, as well. So I, I don't know why the, the 14 month stall. Either way, uh, Gwen, meanwhile, uh, she she had gone to work at Mother Francis Hospital in Tyler, Texas, uh, but was still keeping in touch with Kathy, you know, by the telephone and stuff. So at this point, you know what, Kathy's in Michigan yeah. and Gwen's in Texas. So we got a pretty big spread going on here. Um, but now, Joe, at this same time, the Grand Rapids police were getting skeptical of Ken Wood's story. Now, this is the story, you know, we said Kathy had spilled all the beans to her husband, her ex-husband, sorry, former husband, ex-husband. He goes to the police finally after a little over a year with it. And they're like, oh, you know, we're finding problems here. So at this point, they're pointing out that, Joe, some 40 patients had died at Alpine Manor again. That's the old folks' home, whatever, where Kathy and Gwen worked. Uh, in the first quarter of 1987, yeah. all listed as natural deaths, but on reflection, eight cases kind of stood out. Joe, let's tell us about those. Yeah, so no, that's that's fantastic. At least they actually went through the cases and found them. So three of those were finally eliminated by detectives, leaving a victim list that includes six-year-old uh, Marguerite Chambers, 89-year-old Edith Cole, 95-year-old Myrtle Luce, 79-year-old May Mason, and 74-year-old Bill Burkhard. Now, I would like to point out before we go further, because that, that the point where, uh, what was it? It was Kathy or Gwen, one of them wrote that shitty, goddamn, terrible, fucking, awful, goddamn poem. Mm-hmm. Just fucking terrible. You know, there's fucking, you know, fourth-grade love letters that make, that fucking look like Shakespeare compared to that fucking terrible fucking yeah. thing yeah. however yeah. when we were talking about them trying to spell out murder mm. if you look the, the the ones they pin on them the first one that comes up marguerite Chambers. so there's that m mm. and then like we said we got the u that's a hard ass one to just come up with for a first name so i think we were right they got the u and we're like oh well fuck this shit we'll just say i love you plus a day for each body we mm. catch but it's interesting that in none of the cases there was any scientific evidence of like murder. But Ken Woods' statement and the second thoughts of staffers at each one of these homes were strong enough to actually, you know, create the case. So what would you what would you say that actually means in that instance? Like what they were saying? Because I mean, there was I, I enough saw... suspicion and there was just enough hearsay to at least do more digging. Because I would imagine the one thing is that okay, this shit's okay. This is weird. They all died on so-and-so shift. 
Yeah. Like maybe that would come up, but I guess the whole thing is like they were like, oh, there wasn't anything suspicious around it, but now they say that because they just, it, from what I'm seeing here, they were smothering the the victims uh, with a pillow or something, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like I said, they were way old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, they were at a state in their life where it would make sense if they suddenly passed in the night Mm. so they never looked into it but at the same time they're sitting here trying to be like oh it doesn't fit this but they didn't look into it yeah so i I don't know know. now this leads us right into the arrest trial and conviction so both women ended up being arrested december um in december of 1988 woods held without was held without bonham grand rapids on charges of killing victims cook and chambers in texas there were rumors of um the michigan investigation had already cost gwen her job a one million dollar bond was sufficient to keep her in jail a brief extradition flight grew tedious and graham soon waived the late legalities returning to face charges on her own volition interesting right, right. Now, so yeah yeah so now the alpine manor staff was was overwhelmed by the arrest uh though some remembered uh gwen is unpredictable mm-hmm. uh and you know kind of remarked casually on graham you know gwen having a temper but you know they were kind of caught off guard by the mm-hmm. fact that this is what was going on now former nurses aides uh, let's see here. We got uh, Deborah Kidder, Nancy Harris, Lisa Lynch, Dawn Mayo, and Russell Thatcher uh, reevaluated some of those sick jokes that we had brought up earlier uh. that they were kind of mentioning uh, and souvenirs they had managed to ignore uh, kind of while this was what was going on. Now, at trial, four of those people, Joe, would testify against Gwen Graham for the prosecution, uh, again, uh, with with Kathy Wood being the state's star witness because, you know, she had caught the plea deal. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. So that brings us to September of 1989, Joe. Yeah, so this is when uh, the guilty plea to the charges of second-degree murder, this is where it spared Kathy Wood from life imprisonment and earned her a sentence of only 20 to 40 years. So she, yeah, she got a nice little plea deal, I would think. Yeah, I mean, at least it's not life, you know. That's it, it, what it, I'm even saying. Even if they're saying, yeah. okay, you could get up to 40, okay, let's think the 20, you know, in 10 years at least, you, you're probably up for parole, maybe, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, in return for that relative leniency, she took the stand against Gwen three months later, and that was sealing her, you know, ex-lover's fate, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. aside Star from... witness there. Yeah, so aside from the five victims murdered, um, Kathy Wood stated that Gwen Graham had tried to suffocate at least five others who ended up surviving. Oh, oh so I mean, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, so murder and attempted murder. Sorry. Yeah, so. yeah so now, uh, Kathy Wood's uh, confession, the, the, the confession that she had uh, ultimately given to her husband, uh, by the way, uh, had been prompted you know, less by guilt for like what she had participated in and more by fear that Graham would kind of continue killing. But now we got to remember when she, when Kathy is confessing this to her Mm. ex-husband, Gwen Graham is in Texas. Mm -hmm. Kathy's still in Michigan. 
Yeah, and at the Michigan that they were talking about that that's like an old folks home. Now at this Texas hospital, you know, she would then have access actually to infants as her chosen prey. So that's what kind of pushed her to get, which, which, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I at this, I mean, if you're going for the severe, I mean, you're talking about like severe elderly that have Alzheimer's and things like that, you're going for very defenseless people. Yes. I mean, again, I mean, at this point, if you want to say like who would be more defenseless than that, you'd probably have to go to a baby. Yeah. Uh, and again, that 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 prompts to make you wonder, like, did, how often did that come up in conversations with Kathy and Gwen? Mm. How one sided were those conversations? Because again, you have to realize, like, Kathy has a lot to gain. Okay. There's no way any of us are going to know if Kathy was being 100 percent honest and she really never did any of this shit. Yada yada. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, is that she turned state's evidence. So I mean, as is mostly the case when someone turns state's evidence. We all know they're dodging some charges. They yeah. really are. It's it's kind of a necessary evil in what goes on. So I wonder how often things with infants might have been brought up. And I don't mean that in a good way, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? For her to have brought it up and be like, okay, now I'm really worried because... I mean, let's be honest. Well, we do we, have a quote have from Kathy, though. Well, she's killing the fist. old folks are at the end of their life. Let's be honest. Let's be fucking dreadful here. Yeah. But now she's at infants who are completely defenseless and they're at the beginning of their life. Maybe this is where Kathy finally snapped back and was like, whoa, no, right. I draw the line. What if she really went off she the fucking handle? She talked a bunch handle. of sick shit and I thought it was a joke and then the shit kept popping off and now she's down there and even if I could talk her out of it, I'm not there to do it. Now we have also a quote from Kathy Wood. So quote, when she was killing people at Alpine and I didn't do anything, that was bad enough. But when she would call me and say how she wanted to smash a baby, I had to stop her somehow. I knew she was working in a hospital there. She said she wanted to take one of the babies and smash it up against the window. I had to do something. I didn't care about myself anymore, end quote. So at least, like, there's a prompt here. So at least she kind of had... You have to take Kathy Woods at her word. Yeah. She's the one that flips state's evidence, so I'm not saying that she's lying, but you have to consider that, that she has a lot to gain. The worse she can make Gwen Graham look at this point, yeah. the easier she may skate. So again, I'm not saying that none of this is true. I'm just saying we got to keep that in mind if we're uh, going to be fair. Now, Gwen Graham's lawyer, Joe, tried to portray Kathy Wood as a jealous, vindictive liar, uh, and you know that that she was kind of coming at Gwen because, full throttle you know, the, because the, she wanted her to take the most. She wanted her to take the blunt force about everything. Yeah, right. she wanted to sacrifice or throw her under the bus. Scorned, that yeah. kind of thing. But so luckily, that's where it's going, you know? yeah. But luckily, the jurors disagreed on it. So well, <laughs> yeah, you don't seem to have as much leaning on that. That's basically just them going, oh, everything that she said and those yeah. people who. May have possibly corroborated it. They're all fucking crazy. But I can't see where you could possibly follow along with it, too. You know, you could kind of see it from where it could be spun from either direction. Oh, absolutely. We'll never, ever know really the truth. So don't think that we lean just one way. We absolutely don't. We're just stating it kind of from like the frame of reference that we got the information from. But well, that's all honestly, you can do. Yeah, exactly. With but, anything. It's, yeah. it's, it's like the, the, the quote about like, oh, history is written by the victors. Hmm. That's true. If you think about major skirmishes, no matter how you want to define that, 
throughout history, a lot of things changed in those major things. We, we know what we're fucking told. That's all we, the same thing we're doing here. We, we, none of us know what abs- what went down in the, no. in the room with Jeffrey Dahmer. No. None of us know what went down 100% in the crawl space with John Wayne Gacy. None of us were there. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, same thing here. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that's, that's you know, like you had said, the, the jurors did not, they didn't take. They did not take any kind of fucking empathy with the with the defense on this. No. They only deliberated uh, for seven hours before yeah. convicting Gwen Graham on five counts of first degree murder. Yeah, that seems pretty quick. Yeah, and one count of conspiracy to commit first degree murder. So they just they went ahead and just tacked her up. At least for one charge, because again, I mean, how many times did she try? I mean, because what Kathy said, she had tried what five other times yeah. to suffocate people uh, to uh, yeah, patients. Five, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, no. So, um, but yeah, on so on November second, nineteen eighty nine, Gwen Graham was sentenced to six terms of life imprisonment without possibility of parole. Yeah, now uh, yeah. she is currently housed in the Women's Huron Valley Correctional Facility in Pittsville Charter Township, Michigan. Uh, Joe Kathy Wood was charged with one count of second-degree murder and one count of conspiracy to commit second-degree murder. Uh, again, this is what she pled out to, as we had said. Uh, she was sentenced to 20 years on each count and was eligible uh, for parole since March 2nd of 05. People, we are in March of 2022. That's been a goddamn minute. Uh, Wood was incarcerated uh, at the Minimum Security uh, Correctional Institution, uh, sorry, Federal Correctional Institution in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, she was officially released through everything. I, I don't know, maybe they... Uh, let's see here, 20 years, I don't know, maybe she had done some other, she was, she was released January 16th of 2020, uh, and is living with relatives in Fort Mill, <laughs> South Carolina, as of the latest update. Mm-hmm. Now, Dreadheads, we're not going to get into where me and Joe <laughs> reside, where the, the, the absolute fucking mecca, Casa <laughs> de Dread exists. But dreadheads, we know where Fort Mill, South Carolina is. Yeah. We're gonna leave it right there. Yeah. We know it good and goddamn well where yeah, Fort absolutely. Mill, South Carolina yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Part of me, well, oh my god, if we could find her and interview her, but then part of me is like, I don't know no. if I want you to be near me, you no. gross, fucking terrible person. Yeah. But then I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's weird, dreadheads. Maybe y'all should let us know. Maybe the dreadheads should let us know. Should we track down Kathy Wood? Who I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. She lives within a ninety square mile radius of us. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing to not be too because there's a lot of shit going on in that area. <coughs> well, I'm just thinking, yeah, no. I mean, but see, that was twenty twenty. It's almost yeah, it's been like over a little over two years. She's probably uh, I, already I, gone. Come on. Like, now. yeah, no, I'm good. If the dreadheads First, want I'm it, good. If the, if the dreadheads, if y'all want it, I'll go. I don't want that juju. I'll I don't go. think I don't think that's good juju. I'll go. <laughs> and we'll obviously okay, we'll, you we'll wait it. we'll wait until you have Zuzu. Because we don't want no bad juju for Zuzu. while you're with Zuzu. <laughs> and with that fucking amazing dad joke, because that's what the fuck I am, Dreadheads, we are closing out this 
our latest, newest episode about Thank Wendy you, Graham and Kathy Wood, the Lethal Lovers. And again, this was a fan-picked topic. A true dreadhead, Casey Judkins, giving us the $50 donation and selecting old this. Yes, we have, and we have another one coming up, I think, in the next two to three weeks. I have yeah. to check the schedule, mm-hmm. but we do have another uh, uh, fan pick mm-hmm. that did the $50 or greater donation. So don't forget, if you want to do it, that's a good deal. Because again, it you get like you get, some, you, get a, you get a free shirt, <laughs> you get some free stickers, mm-hmm. you get to pick an episode and stuff like that. That's a great way to help us out if you can ever do it. But if not, we appreciate you at least listening and make sure you you know absolutely sharing everything out to everybody, leaving thumbs up and all that. What are you doing on your phone? I was actually looking out and see if it was going to be the next episode or not. I couldn't remember which one. The next uh, uh next donation pick. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't, but I know we have them all listed down. Let's see here. Patrick Kearney is the next one up. You know, I feel like that one's it. I got to re-double check, but that is the next episode up, Dreadhead. So if anyone... Patrick Kearney. Yeah, absolutely. But that's closing out this episode, Joe. Did you enjoy talking about the uh, the uh, lethal lesbian lethal lovers. lesbian <laughs> lovers Gwen and Hell Kathy? Yeah. Yes, I had never heard of them before. Mm-mm, no, I hadn't. I hadn't. And as soon as Casey sent me all, you know, what she had of them, I was like, mm, I don't know if we're going to be able to even get like thirty minutes out of this thing. Yeah. And as I, d- I was digging, I was like, okay, this is genuinely just two people I haven't heard of before. You know, and I thought, I knew you would dig it a lot because this was basically people in a medical position that were taking advantage of their positions on people. Yeah, I have a few nurses in our list of, like, ones I want to do because, like, I find that fascinating because if you're in that role, like, you you should genuinely want to help people. So, like, for me, I'm just like, dude, how did you, how did that trigger get flipped? Like, what caused you to do the exact opposite of what that job entailed you to do? I don't know. (laughs) No, well, I feel you there because I'm always like, okay, did you get the job in order to be able to do this weird-ass psychopathic shit you wanted to do? Mm -hmm. Or did you, like, just unknowingly kind of gravitate towards that job, Mm -hmm. go through the school and get it, and then once, like, the opportunities started to present themselves... Did you kind of start getting like I don't know like a mental thing about wanting to do it, That's or did like trauma happen to you after you already became like a, in, a, a medical professional, and then that's what triggers you to start doing that shit? I don't know. Well, I don't fucking that's, know, that's, but that's like, like I find really, it's very I find it very just odd. Wasn't well, really specific thing to be like, hey, I want to be a serial killer, but not only do I want to be a serial killer, I want to be a serial killer nurse. <laughs> and everyone's like, Jesus, like. You're deciding this now, and it's going to take you at least two years to be able to even start on the path of it because of the schooling and shit. Like, I get, but then I'll like be like a Dexter almost. Like that's the reason why you go into. I know. I I every episode I've seen of that show I dug, but I haven't seen all of them like you have, and I know you're a big fan. But however, I never would have thought. But yeah, (laughs) I said I never would have thought I'd been a Dexter fan, but I am a huge. You are a massive Dexter fan. That's a big thanks to our buddy Ken. Yeah, yeah. Ken, you know who we're talking about. (laughs) Ken C. The fucking wizard. <laughs> Absolutely. Dreadheads, we had a lot of fun covering this yes. topic. Thank you so much. 
Hey, Casey, thank you so much for the donation. Because again, like we always say, we have full-time stuff out of this. So anytime you buy merch or you donate, it goes right into this podcast, getting equipment, getting other services set up, mm-hmm. and trying to do expansions and stuff. That We have a lot of stuff in the fire that I really hope we're able to start talking about at least by the end of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll leave it at that. <coughs> I'm sorry, I had to cough. I know. I am raspy as fuck. I'm yeah. like two tones away from something. It's this weather back and forth. Like I'm still, I'm real dry too. So I'm like, all right, let's wrap it up. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. We need water. Well, no, we're all good. But but right. yeah, so we appreciate the donations. Yes, they you. will absolutely be, be put to good use. And Cassie, or Casey, sorry, she can, I, it gets me fucked up because of the way her username was spelled when I got to know her. And then I figured, okay, it was, it was spelled a weird way. Because her real name is Casey. So I keep wanting to pronounce it Cassie. But if you ever hear me say Cassie, I mean Casey. And if you hear me say Casey, I mean Casey as in Cassie the Casey. Okay. All right. So stop. Here we go. God damn it. <laughs> but we really appreciate it. We put it again. She can, and she can attest. She, we, we, we helped her get the t-shirt she wanted. Mm-hmm. She shows a pans ram. Uh, got yeah. the stickers out to her and all that. So if you want to do that. Head on over to spreadthedreadpodcast.com and check out everything over there and how you can support us. And, of course, again, we, we are always done. If you can't support us financially, just listen to the shows. Be sure to, uh, to uh, like and share any of the posts we send out and do yeah. all that good stuff like that. Uh, and, again, you can get some free merch for, from us. Get a five-star Super Spreader Spread the Dread podcast sticker by leaving a five-star review on Apple and or Spotify. Mm -hmm. Screenshot it. Send us the screenshot and your mailing address to our uh, Instagram, Facebook, or our Gmail. Gmail is spreadthedreadpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll email, or we'll not email, goddamn. We will snail mail them motherfuckers out to you. And there are tons of dreadheads who have successfully gotten their stickers, and we didn't spam them or anything like that. So feel free. Trust me, our track record's flawless at this point. Joe, do you have anything else you want to go over? No. All right, Dreadheads. Casey, thank you one more time. This is the end of the episode. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. You're looking at me. That's 100% it. We're good to go? Yep. All right. So thanks for listening, and no matter if you're listening at morning, noon, or night, do it exactly like our man Jack Torrance tells you to. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?